What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Ho, ho, ho. I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of Santa beers, Gary, and this is the cheapest one this I've is, ever seen. I got my- this at Target for yeah. five bucks, and it is absolutely the is worst it meant for dogs? piece of shit. Maybe. Like, it is there a, even is, have a mouth There's hole. no mouth hole, right? No, and it's just, a, look it's at the just giant, like a wad of beard material. And the giant, I, the fabric's peeking out from the sides. Are you sure it's, it's not just, like supposed to go down here? No, I don't. Is it not for a baby? It? No, I, I, it's just terrible, and I hate it. Wow. You can take it off. I, I feel like we've done it, right? You've, you've done, done it, yeah. Bit, no, people okay. got their screenshot. They're right. happy. There you go. All right. Okay. Now you can get back to your real bit. Yeah, don't bring it onto your neck. You're just going to choke yourself. What go. a piece of garbage. Terrible. You're sure it's not like an ornament or something? Look. It's meant to be worn by a human being. It's 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 like just why a, it's has it got just, this? It's just why a piece has of it got this thing? When there? I was looking for stuff yesterday at the store, everything was picked over. Like this is all they had. Honestly, it looks Sorry. like it's supposed to be an underwear thing. You know what I mean? But look, we both look suitably uh we both look suitably festive. This is it. You you brought your uh, tube of Jaffa cakes as Yeah, so you know I, 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 my annual uh, traditional Christmas gift to kind of funny, the big uh, yard of of Jaffa cakes. We're always excited to have him. You want to crack it open? Yeah, yeah. Let's, do it. Let's have a get Jaffa in there, cake. Get in there. Kevin, Nothing. you gonna come get one? You have one. You gotta have. You gotta have a Jaffa. One. You got it. If we're getting into the Christmas spirit, there's no Christmas without these are, Jaffa. These are, these are my favorite. And to any Americans out there who are curious, you ever find yourself at the store? Oh, you gotta get a Jaffa. And you cake. find some Jaffa cakes. You gotta get a this Jaffa. Is, cake. I, this is one great of the, British tradition. This and the digestive biscuit. Oh yeah, those are my favorites. Remember? All right, Kevin, come get yourself a Jaffa cake. They go great with coffee. Oh, and wow. podcasting. Mm-hmm. They go great with everything. Now, remember, you're not allowed to eat more of them during no, the show. Just the one. Okay. Just one. We, I'm sick of the comments. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They, no. Some people like the ASMR nature of it. Greg. But the overwhelming majority do <laughs> not. <laughs> they hate it when you eat into a microphone. Do you like, a, do you like a Jaffa cake? I love Jaffa cake. Are you me? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. These, won't, these aren't long for this world in this office. But enough, ladies and gentlemen, about Jaffa cakes. We're going to talk about, are you getting a new dino crisis? Probably not. Will Stadia ever catch a break? Probably not. Are we always going to be playing Pokemon Go? Probably. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week, down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight <coughs> for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Can we do a quick bit of housekeeping about tomorrow's special event? Because I want to make sure people know to tune in Go for that. It. Wait, hold on a So, second. wait, has he got something? I don't know. What, what do you got, Kev? What do you got? Uh, streaming on the wrong channel. We're on YouTube. For so what? Now. We're up now. That's the kind of stuff that we don't need to know. Go ahead, Gary. Um... So, as, as, as regular uh, listeners to uh, the show will know, Kevin and I have been very excited about going to see uh, Cats, the movie. You, and, yeah, and, and it actually happened. It happened last... We went, like, against all the odds. You know, there's been, there's been, there's been some ups and downs. Kevin tried to pull out, yep. which I wasn't having. It's not true. Now, no, I, it happened live in the show. I made it clear to him Kevin, that our entire you know, friendship, professional relationship was all on the line over this. Like, <laughs> he was not going to let him pull out. And we all went. Um... Uh, and uh, I'm going to reserve, obviously, my opinion because I want to save it for tomorrow. And i got to tell you, this has got to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Because no matter, you're, Gary Whitty, you come in here and whatever happened the day before is what you're going to talk about. Is I'll it video you, game related or not? I'll is tell it you toast this related? Whatever. I'm going to see The Rise of Skywalker tonight yeah. at Skywalker Ranch. Ooh. I don't even care. 
Wow. The whole time that the movie's running, I'm still going to be thinking about cats. cats. Yeah. The yeah, whole time. Wow. Yeah, so you're 5 and, be, and whatever happens in the movie, I'll be thinking this would have been better had there been cats in wow. it. Wow. Wow. Screen cats, everybody. So screen tomorrow. cats, a very special edition of Screencast uh, tomorrow. At what time, Kevin? 11. Is it going out live? You can watch it live on twitch.tv. 11 a.m. PT. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Live on Twitch. Yeah, it'll follow games daily. And, uh, and then it'll be on YouTube afterwards as well, right? That's correct. Right. Okay. I'm very excited to talk about I it. I have what, not stopped thinking about it. I have never anticipated an episode of Screencast more than I am anticipating. And I know that you said you don't have any interest in the movie, but you should you should see it. I assure you, I will not see it in theaters. There's a possibility one day. But I, I feel like if you're going to see it, you need to see it on the big screen. Well, I guarantee I will not. So. But, it's good, but don't you love Taylor Swift? She has a big number in it. Uh, yeah, I love Taylor Swift, but I don't need, uh, as a cat, I would. But that's like her final form. Like, I feel like that's what yeah, she's that's ultimately true. gonna. That's on, true. She does like gonna, gonna evolve into. Evolve into Meredith. Huh? I digress. Housekeeping for you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed. Mohammed, remember, kind of funny day. Twenty twenty is Friday, Friday, January third. We'll be streaming all day long and revealing what kind of funny games four is all about. Big announcements. Big announcements. Gary, huge. Yeah. Are they going to shock Finally me? firing you. I don't know anything. Yeah, we, we, we can't trust you. You're not good with secrets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we know that yeah, you're I just Yeah, go- I just worked on a Star Wars movie for three years and didn't tell anybody anything. Exactly. I can't keep a secret. I mean, you won't tell me anything about this Marvel movie, DC movie, image movie. What are you working on? You Actually, working on I now? do have something to tell you okay. after the show. <laughs> everybody! All right, then I'll tell you. I'll trade you a secret afterwards. Okay, then. all right. We'll trade uh, today secrets. we're brought to you by Third Love, Upstart, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> Kevin, I got five items for you. Oh, Baker's Dozen! Number one, are you getting a new dino crisis? This set the internet on fire yesterday. Imran and Fran hosted the show. I saw a little bit of the show yesterday. Imran said to me off, I, I asked him this morning, hey, did you get this break afterwards? Why didn't you guys cover it? He said, I didn't cover it because I don't think it's going to happen. And I said, oh, why? And he gave me his answer and I thought it was interesting. So we're putting it all together as a story. That's how You've lost me already. What's going on? Explain too. it to Chris me. Chris Priestman at IGN reports the following. Capcom has filed a new trademark for Dino Crisis with the Je- Japan Patent Office. Many other games were also trademarked, including Mega Man, Darkstalkers, and Breath of Fire. Japanese trademark watch site, which I'm not going to... I guess I can do that. Hold on. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cheese-Eye watch notes that Capcom filed these new trademarks on November 29, 2019, while they were published on December 17, 2019. As Silicon Air reports, this is the second new trademark for Dino Crisis filed by Capcom recently. The first was filed on February 5th, 2018, and granted on December 28th, uh, 2018. The last Japanese trademark for Dino Crisis before that was granted on March 31st, 2000. Rumors of a Dino Crisis reboot circulated back in 2017, but Capcom responded to those saying that there were not, there were not any conversations happening within Capcom on the subject at the time. However, in December 2017, Capcom's development team tweeted that a new Dino Crisis could be possible if lots of people wished for it. Given the success of the Resident Evil 2 remake and with the Resident Evil 3 remake now confirmed, it's possible that Capcom is looking to do something with the Dino Crisis series 2. However, given that Capcom also violated trademarks for many other games in the same date as Dino Crisis, it would it could simply be a formality. Yeah, it could just be like a bit of housekeeping, right, to make sure the trademarks don't expire. And that's the thing. Bloody disgusting. Mike Wilson had this uh, at a little bit more context, even though I guess Eugene talked about it at the top. According to a Twitter account that tweets out trademark applications in Japan, Capcom has filed several new trademarks. Apart from Power Stone and Rockman, of course, Rockman being Mega Man, the ones that genre fans are interested in are Capcom's 1998 Panic Horror Classic, 
Dino Crisis, and Vampire, a.k.a. Dark Stalkers. So this okay. broke right as the guys were getting ready to go live yesterday. I hit it being around. I'm like, you didn't talk about it in the middle of the show. He said, no, I didn't talk about it at all because I just don't think it's a news story. And I said, why not, Imran? To which he tweeted back. It was part of a round of trademark renewals that they do. Uh, nothing indicating this one was special. It's like the skate renewal. New, it's like the skate renewal or when Nintendo renews Eternal Darkness. I agree with that. I understand that. They're obviously putting out a whole bunch of different things here, just making sure their I's are dotted, their T's are crossed. But Gary, with there already being this hullabaloo of there's no there's no uh, Dino Crisis thing happening, then later up following on, well, if somebody cared about Dino Crisis, we'd do it. Is this a run-of-the-mill renewal, or do you think we're getting closer to a new Dino Crisis? Well, I, th- I, th- I think it is a run-of-the- re- run-of-the-mill renewal. As, as it, it seems it happened as part of like a whole round of mm. trademarks that were renewed. Uh, sometimes you got to just do this to make sure that you know your shit doesn't expire. Of like you got to keep it ticking over, just in case you do want to do something with it one day. Yeah, you don't want someone else, someone else coming along and saying, "Aha, we have Dino Crisis now," sure. just because you like fell asleep at the switch. Um, but my main takeaway when I saw this yesterday. Um, was like, wow, p- the, uh, people give a shit about Dino Crisis? I had no idea. Like, is it a big deal? <laughs> I mean, I've big, heard of it. It's a big deal in the way any old You shoot dinosaurs, right? Yeah. I there, mean, there's a crisis of dinosaurs. I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday, I can't remember who it was, getting excited about, like, oh, just imagine what Dino Crisis would look like today. If you did it with modern technology, it would be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, we all want to see that on uh, Series X or PS5 or whatever. That's sure. very exciting. Yeah. Um, and there aren't really... I mean, it's surprising given how popular dinosaurs are like in the pop culture space. They've never gone th- There aren't really... Like, dinosaur video games have never really been that big a thing. Like, have they, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I reiterate, dinosaur games have never really been that big a thing. <laughs> um, I'm, I think that there's a hard enough... A hardcore fan base enough for that and i do think that with the well of nostalgia that you continue to see people drink after the success of crash uh spyro skylanders but then spyro on his own a little resident bit too. evil resident evil I, well i'm not i was trying to st- I'm, i was saving capcom for last oh okay. capcom yeah of course what they found with resident evil 2 remake resident evil 3 now uh i mean the, how they've reinvigorated monster hunter the way that they have these franchises that i think for the longest time we we talked about this you know, outside of, I what, four or five years ago, if you were on the other side of that, if you were further back and somebody was like, hey, Capcom is going to get ready to go bankrupt or hey, Capcom is going to get bought by somebody, I could sit there and be like, I could see that. Yeah, they have a lot of valuable IP, but they're not putting out great games. Well, so now they're to the point where they're firing on all cylinders. They're owning every spring, it seems. Resident Evil 2, Monster Hunter World. Like, I do feel like they're in a different spot now, and I do think that they've kind of gotten the, you know, back on track here. They've gotten the train back on the tracks here. Like, what are we and how do we do this? Well, we can take our classic franchises and we can reinvigorate them. So let's let's theorize here for a moment. Let's do you, it. You and I. Yeah. Um, when they brought back Resident Evil 2, they obviously reinvented it largely, right? They got rid of the fixed camera angles and and made it, like, quality of make life. it more made it more of a contiguous kind of third-person, you know, uh, open-world survival horror kind of thing. If I'm I, Dino Crisis was a, was a light gun shooter, right? Yeah. Okay. So they're not going to do that. If they're bringing it back, doesn't it? I mean, I imagine. Don't you think they would do like an open world Far Cry kind of thing? Well, I'm like, trying to get back to because I'm not a Dino Crisis guy, and so like I'm trying to oh, up here, but I got to look at a Grammarly ad to skip past and see where we're going from and what we should. Because I think the arcade one was right, but was this the arcade yeah, the, one the, was a light gun shooter? But what yeah, was yeah, the, yeah. Okay, I mean, that's but what this, I'm thinking of. This, but is this like looks Evil. more like old style Resident Evil yeah, Two yeah, fixed yeah. camera angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Dino Crisis? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like they would probably do what they did with Resident Evil and now they, Exactly. Now that they have the R First person, open world, shoot dinosaurs, get scared. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're what's going to jump around the corner? Dinosaurs what's going to open gonna that jump window out for you? At you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, I mean, mean, I think there's, I think that especially with the engine and the success they found, like being in a futuristic, crazy ass Jurassic Park. That looks beautiful, like Resident Evil Two did. This is with the, so they already reinvented it once because in the in the because it was wasn't it a, which came first, Dino Crisis or Time Crisis? I don't know. That's not a Greg Miller You're question. Sorry. Greg Miller doesn't know his history. Everybody knows that about Greg Miller. So those those Crisis games in the arcades, I'm right in, I believe I'm right in saying were were light gun shoot were gun shooters, yeah, right? Time Crisis for sure were. And di- but was Dino Crisis a gun shooter in the arcade? I don't. You're wrong. Are we thinking of like, your time Are we supposed crisis? to know these things? Are we supposed to be the fucking experts? Time, time are we just com- we're conflating the things? Yeah. C- confusing them around there? All right, then. Wait, was, was or was not a Dino Crisis a, a gun shooter? Did I ever have yeah. a gun in a light crisis thing here? I don't think it ever was. It okay. wasn't. So Time Crisis was a, was, a, was a gun shooter. Dino Crisis was more Resident Evil 2 fixed angle, fixed camera angle exploration, right? Yeah. Well, we know okay. for sure the ones we just looked through here were, yes. The, the Dino Crisis we just looked at were Resident Evil. Right, right. Dino Crisis was never an arcade game. So okay, okay, then, okay. Yeah, we're right, just thinking mean, about just them. the Crisis thing that's throwing us yeah. off. Yeah, okay. Time um, Crisis, great, great games. So do you, think they, do you think they would just take... So given that it is a Resident Evil 2-style game with those fixed camera angles, yeah. could, they could just do the exact Resident Evil remake formula. Yeah, 100%, right. right. And I, that, that thing is, I, by no means do I think Dino Crisis was as big as Resident Evil was, but I think that if you were to say it's in the same engine, it looks the same way, like you get in there. I, I'd be interested in playing that in a way that I wasn't interested, obviously, in ever playing Dino Crisis before. Then a biologist writes in and says, Time Crisis was first, December 1995. Dino Crisis released July 1st, 1999. Okay. So quite a gap. There. Okay. But we got confused because one is a gun shooter and the other one isn't. Right. And, the, the, and it's the thing where neither of them ever interested me, so they are just interchangeable in my mind. Right. I, I liked a good light gun shooter once in a while. I mean, I'm kind of like I'm. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Ex- I'm not a dino so I'm not excited. But nor am I like. Eh, I don't want to poo poo it. Like, well, my, let's, my see, let's see what it is. Well, my whole thing about it, right, is that I know that there is an ardent Dino Crisis fan base, and I know that I didn't play it. And like <laughs> looking at the gameplay and being like, oh, okay, so if we could just apply the Resident Evil Two remake to yeah, it. Yeah, because right? that was the thing yesterday. I saw people going, oh my god, Dino Crisis. Like, this is a huge deal. Like, really, Dino Crisis? That's a big deal to people. Yeah. Every you got to remember though, every. Every game, game has, has, its, has its hardcore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Number two on the Roper Report, Stadia can't catch a break. Borderlands 3 has finally come to Stadia, but there's a catch. Google's new Stadia gaming platform is now available. And if you've ar- this is from Borderlands, by the way, their official post. And if you've already got your hands on one, you can start playing Borderlands 3 on it right now. The moment you purchase the Stadia version of the game, which is available at a special launch price for a limited time, it's ready for you to play. Not only will you not need not need to download the game or any updates, but you also won't have to download any of the upcoming campaign add-ons if you decide to buy them later as part of the season pass that's included with the Super Deluxe Edition. The first Borderlands 3 uh, campaign add-on, Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot, will be coming to Stadia early 2020. Now, if you're reading and you're a Borderlands kid, there's the first red flag, Gary. Because, okay, the game's out great. Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot is out tomorrow mm. on PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Right. Like, that's the real day. Why Stadia? Here's where it gets worse. We aim to achieve feature parity for all versions of Borderlands 3 early in 2020. But for the moment, the version of the game that you play on Stadia has benefited from the updates and fixes that were released through October 24th. Which is two months ago. Noteworthy features coming soon to the Stadia version of Borderlands 3 include the endgame content like the takedown at Malawan Black Site, which is out now, and Mayhem 4, Dif- Mayhem 4 Difficulty, dedicated loot pools for bosses, and additional bank space. Bank space and the loot pool is already out too. I forget if Mayhem 4 is out yet or if that's on another patch. I think it's on the 60-day patch that's coming tomorrow. Correct me if I'm wrong, you're wrong. I don't, I'm, I'm too weak-willed to play on Mayhem 4. Gary, come on. 
Stadia thinks they finally got one in the bag here. This has been a not to mention I've seen as somebody who's on the Stadia subreddit all the time. The Stadia subreddit has been eating themselves and anybody who comes in there alive because there's been no updates on the game. Right? They, it was going to come before the end of the year and then no updates from officially from Google until yesterday when they were like, "Hey, the game's out now." Oof. This is a difficult one for me because it's been a real roller coaster. If you go back and watch um, uh, previous, and I'll, I'll I'll own it. I you know when I'm when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Um, if you go back and watch previous KFGDs, previous Winter Wednesdays, you'll see me saying, you know, I, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. It's going to, you know, I, th- I think that's going to surpass expectations, blah, blah, blah. Um, out And who knows what it may do down the road. I think Google will continue. To, I don't think they're going to abandon it like they have abandoned a lot of their other failed projects. Yeah. Um, I think they'll, they'll give it a good go. But for right now... And again, it's it's hard for me to say because, like, so you know, I have friends over there. As you know, Jared works over there. Yeah, I know uh, Jared. Phil Harrison, who runs it, who's like the chief architect of Stadia. Yeah, has yeah. been a good friend of mine for twenty five years. He's and he's a super talented, very smart guy, probably more knowledgeable about games than almost anyone I know. Um, but right now, Stadia is is a worthless piece of shit, and that's a, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to have to say because I believed in it. And I believe in the people that are there. Now, here's what I want to stop you. But this this was a terrible launch. Do you believe in the tech, though? Yes. The tech works. No, I believe believe in the... But it doesn't, though, because people are complaining about lag and input lag, and they say it's 4K, but it's not really. It's upscaled, and you're not getting a full experience yet. Like, it's so feature-anemic right now. That maybe six months from now... I feel like we're, again, confusing things, though. Have you played it? Yes. I mean, have you been playing? Sorry. Yes, have I, I played it, and it? yes, I have been playing it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, when Darksiders dropped, that's the last time I put serious time into it. And it was that thing where I think in the back of the, you know, our internet's so bad back there, it wasn't running well. You know what I mean? It pixelated I and stopped. I was playing it at my house, and yeah. it's, it's not running well either. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's one of those I mean, I, again, I, I, I haven't played it because I canceled my pre-order when they announced the launch lineup, and I was like, there's nothing here that I care about yeah. that I haven't already played or don't already own. Yeah. Um... And so I canceled it, and I'm really glad that I did because I feel like it would have been $130 spaffed up the wall, just a waste of money. Sure. Until at some point down the road, maybe it becomes feature complete, at which point I'll be happy to jump in. Well, that's, I mean, like, that's what's so embarrassing about the Borderlands story as a Borderlands fan, right? Like, the hope here with this streaming on Stadia, maybe one day on Xbox or whatever, or one day on Xbox when XCloud is up and running right. and stuff like that, the hope becomes then. Well, what about, I'm thinking, like, so many features ahead of this, where it's like, man, I hope there's cross-platform play one day. I hope there's cross-progression or whatever, like, something what Destiny has, right? Right. Where I can move my stuff around. However, we're talking about right now a game out on Stadia that hasn't been updated since October 24th. Why would you, faced with the myriad of options out there, plant your flag as a gamer with the Stadia platform and say, this is is how I'm going to play my games? Yeah. Because the pros aren't that great. Oh, you don't have to download the game. Okay, fine. Like this, that's a one-time thing. Yeah. You don't have to update the game. Most games update when the console's asleep. Sometimes you have to update it, and it's like, oh, I've got to wait five minutes. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. But then, but then in terms of what they're offering, like, it's substandard. It's not, it's, they say it's 4K. People, you know, the digital foundries have gone out there and, and analyzed it pixel by pixel and said it's not in many cases. Yeah. That it's bullshit. It's upscaled. You know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen the side-by-side video and screenshot comparisons. It's clearly inferior to running on native hardware in many, many cases. Yeah. Uh, the input lag is clearly a problem in many, many cases. Like, I would not feel confident playing games on Stadia right now. Sure. Maybe, again, maybe six months from now. What's up, Nick? 
<laughs> Nick just shakes his head at your outfit and moves. I on. would, I would feel confident. May I? I and I, here's the thing. I still, because I believe in my friends over there. I, be, I still believe in the idea. I think next cloud. I think in a, not just stadia, but like. Give it a Streaming couple more technology. years. Once 5G is, get, is coming, like this is gonna, it's gonna happen. Cloud game is gonna be a big thing. It is gonna work. But they, t- I, I, they took this out of the oven too, re- too early. Sure. It wasn't ready. Sure. They should have waited. Sure. They should have waited another six months. There's Again, no, it's just, it, why didn't they put a bait on this? Why didn't they there say was early no, access? Yeah, why I didn't mean, they that's, what, that's what Microsoft's doing right now with XCloud. Nobody's it seems complaining. Like no one's complaining because no they know it's a beta. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and, and I understand that there's always like first mover advantage. You want to be first to market. But, this but that's them. negated if you come out so early that the product is undercooked. Yeah. And it's so clearly undercooked. Why? The, the games aren't cheaper. If it had it, and so many people have said this, had it been the Netflix model where you pay $10, and that's the thing. The other thing is you've got to pay $10 a month on top of everything else if you want the 4K, which isn't, isn't even really 4K. Mm. Right? Is that what it is? Or is it three, $10 for three months? Kevin, can you get look at that? For I think it's ten. I think you. I, I think it's ten dollars a month. I think you got the first three months free when uh, you got founders. That's but then it's ten dollars a month right. if you want four K, and the four K is not really four K. Yeah, it's, I'm seeing. I'm seeing this input lag. Apparently, it's particularly bad for fighting games, which rely oh, on like sure. really, really fast, you know, Twitch response. Yeah, well, you need like concern, millisecond right? response. And it's not offering that. Yeah. And again, you've got to have a ninja internet. Even with, I have a ninja internet connection at home, and I wouldn't feel confident. Yeah. I had people say to me, like, oh, yeah, make sure that you... It's supposed to be wireless, right? And they said, oh, no, you make sure you plug it into a wired cable if you really want best performance. Yeah. I, fortunately, I can do that, but many, many people can't course, do yeah, that. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. They don't have internet, ethernet all over their house. Yeah. It's a mess, and I don't understand why they... They must have known how unready it was. And, and they must the have known. And they must have known it was a mistake... To launch it in in this condition, and so that's my question in the chain of command where the problem goes. Because you bring up Phil, you bring up Jared, dead to me. Uh, you know, Jack Buser was on here from We Have Cool Friends. Uh, like, and I, I like Jack. He's yeah, a cool dude. Nate's over there too. Like, we know all, Patrick. I know yeah. so many people working over there that are games people. Yeah. And have both worked on the enthusiast side like us and Ben yeah. and then the other side made games and all And I believe in the vision. And so they know how this is going to get drugged through the streets and beaten. They yeah. know they only get one chance at a first impression. You only get one they chance know to make that a first it's impression. impossible to come back from this kind of stuff. Yeah. Who at the top of that well, chain was like, well now we I mean they I mean they can have a no man's sky moment. They can have a destiny taking king moment. I don't think they can. They shouldn't have. I don't think they can. You don't I, think they can? No. You don't. You don't think there's a second round of stories waiting to happen, like in spring or summer next year, where like Kotaku and Polygon and IGN are always saying, "Hey, guess what? Destiny's good now." Uh, sorry, uh, Stadia's, Stadia's good, good now. now. I think you can have those stories. I don't think that brings back the audience. I don't think that uh, the people. So many people wanted to hate streaming technology from the start, and so from the fact that Stadia came out and fumbled the ball and didn't deliver the, what they said they were going to deliver, just cemented their opinions it just has nothing to offer the only the people who can turn this around are xbox the library of games is not that great they're 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 full price or in some cases even more expensive than buying it on steam or buying it on local hardware yeah that's what you're having you're having they're they're technically inferior in many cases you're paying a subscription on top of that you know a lot of the features that they promised aren't even there at launch and again this is why the only the people who can turn this around right now and i and this is throwing out whatever amazon's up to i know we have a question about amazon later on what they're doing with gaming and streaming and all that stuff the people who can turn this around right now are xbox because when xcloud goes 
more more widely available when xCloud is back next year when they're like, hey, guess what? Game Pass and your games library. Do you think that'll launch it. alongside Series X? Do you think they'll do like a simultaneous? I think you'll do it before then. I think I think they're going to keep it in beta for a long time. I think right. they're going to open the beta especially, up. And especially now they've seen this cautionary tale. Like this is what happens when you go. I think early. they open it up wider, and I think that it's what Phil was talking about at XO nineteen in that interview, right? Of hey. We are not saying this is replacing our Xbox gaming experience. Yeah, yeah. This is a pillar of it. This is a way you can enjoy your games. I this just, is that you're addicted to a video game. You go on the road. You bring your controller. You bring your iPad, and you play the game when you want I, to. It's look, not I, the best experience. I just come down to the to the to the same question. Why why did they push the button when they did? They must have known. Phil is smart. These people over there, you know, Jack. They're all smart people. Yeah. And Google's. This is a multi billion dollar generation long investment for them potentially if they get it right. And they could have owned this space. They must have known the day, the right before they pushed the button to go live with it, that it wasn't ready and it was going to be a nightmare. Why not? Even a day before, even a day before, come out and say, you know what, guys, we want to deliver the best experience possible. It's not ready. We, we need a little more time to bring you the best experience. Game developers do this all the time. And when they do it, they're respected. People go, fair, fair play. I respect you for that, for waiting, for not giving us an undercooked product. They launched it. They, they fucking knew. They knew it was a mess. And they launched it anyway. And, like, and right now they're getting their just desserts. I feel like even announcing like, hey, this is the actually going to la- launch as a beta would have been such a good move for them. It would have been fine. And yeah. people who paid for early access would have been you, like, you oh, think, I paid for think, early You think just by... Changing nothing and charging people 130 bucks, but just by putting like slapping the word beta on it would have would have made a difference. I, I yes. think that people still would have been upset. I think it would have made a big difference, and I also feel like they should like at that I th- point they should have given extra stuff. I think like, if okay, I think if they had gone with that at the time and said, "Hey, there's going to be a beta launch. If you want to pay 130 dollars for the beta founders edition, yeah. that's on you. But know that it's a it's a beta. That would be that would be one thing." But they didn't do that. This is this 100%. is a 1.0 product, and that's why people are mad, and that's why they scorn the, their own fan base. The most dedicated people on r slash Stadia. Are and the problem off. they're going to have now is now that there's all this poison, this toxicity around the brand, the they're going to have a hard they're going to have a hard time getting developers to come to the platform because developers are like, why would we want to be on that? No one. I, I, what are they, What do you think their numbers are like? They can't be good. No, there was someone. Uh, it was a while back that had like. Uh, some I think they were trying to match make in Destiny or whatever, and it didn't. It was not the numbers were terrible. It was what they showed. Yeah, you can't even get a match because right. no one's playing. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Khalif or somebody who tried to play Mortal Kombat on Stadia and said I, I couldn't find a game. Yeah, you only need to find one person for that game. Yeah. For a game, yeah. it's not. I, so so here's my question. I think we, there's no disagreement that it's the, the current state of Stadia is a, is a mess. Yeah, do you think that they will turn it around? Or is, there, or is what do you, what do you define turnaround? Will it ultimately be successful? What do you what do you determine ultimately to be a, successful? A, 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 a fully mature platform that that has every game coming out on it, just like Xbox and PlayStation and Switch, that that, that works as promised and and people like it. I think every game is opens it up to too many holes, but the majority of that, yes. I think in 2020 we will get to cool. It's coming out on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and, and Stadia. Stadia for every major release for the major and Stadia. and and it, and it functions as advertised. Like the problems with input lag basically go away. Are those ever going to go away? I thought we always knew there'd be nanoseconds off or whatever. But, but it's that's not, us but saying it's, that. It, not what but they're but saying. Not, not what they're na- saying. Nanoseconds you don't notice. It's like half a second, which in most, which in a shooter or a fighting game, that's death. I haven't, started up, I haven't started up Borderlands I, yet, and that's the, that's for me to check. As somebody who was a, hasn't played Destiny in however many years, I was playing and I was like, 
okay, this isn't as sharp as it needs to be in certain scenarios. Like it's, again, in the back room, it sucked. It's such Out here, a, I was fine. But you've got, but you've got to look. This platform is going up against the console, the boxes that we have in our living room. I know. So you ha- and they're charging as much for the games. So you have to judge them by. And they and they deliberately went out and, and they put the numbers up on the screen. Xbox does this, PlayStation does that. We do that. Teraflops and blah blah blah. So they they wanted this battle. They put themselves in the middle of this. Hundred percent, Gary. And now they're losing badly. They're getting the shit beat out of them. Um, because look, you got to judge. It, it, let's say that Borderlands came out on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, yeah. and and people and some people were saying, "Well, I'm having a good experience," but other people say, "Oh no, I'm having a terrible." Experience. That would not be acceptable. That would not be acceptable. That the experience is not is not standardized for everybody. That everyone is at least having a good experience, and the fact that. It's like if uh, it's a gamble. Maybe I'm going to have input lag. Maybe I'm not, based on the vagaries of my internet connection and whatever. Like I'm not willing to take that risk every time I pay full price for a game. Yeah. I want to know it's going to fucking work. Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable. Kevin, Kevin I feel like you want to chime in. Uh, I have two things. One, I haven't had any issues with input lag. Everything. So feels, the games that you played on Stadia, you felt like they're, they're just as, they like the response right. is as immediate as playing at home. Yeah. Well, that's great because that's what they promised. Right. And but that's many what I'm saying. people I'm are having, not having that I'm experience. having specific experiences where Destiny in the back, I felt was way laggier and crappier than Destiny in the front or Destiny at home with the computer. No, I, my, my fucking thing sucks back there. I can barely watch YouTube sometimes. What's your other thing? It's really weird. The other thing is, like, do you guys think this will be around in five years? I think that's a more interesting question. Five years is a long time in yeah. games. And, go- and yeah. you know, one of, the, one of the conversation pieces has been, well, look at the long list of things that Google has launched and abandoned over the years. It's a huge, because, you know, Google tries many, many, many things. And not every, not every experiment but is like, a big deal. I feel but like this is a big this, deal. This I mean, they really made a huge play here. Right, and I, you don't see that, that kind of play. Like, Google Plus, I know that right. like, they try, they... I don't feel like they put in the effort that they're putting in here. No, this is this is not like some document reader or something that they put out and didn't work or Google Plus. Google Plus was a big play that did stick around for a long time. It didn't work, but I feel like if even if it's about throwing good money after they're having, I guarantee they're having conversation. There's conversation about at Stadia right now is about doubling down and getting this right and fixing. Like we can st- we can still make this work. Like we had a rocky launch, but we will get there. But my again, I come back to that. I just feel like it was so unwise. To launch it, what what did they gain by launching in this condition? Nothing. Nothing. Good. What did they gain by being being like, X Cloud's a year away? What was the point of coming out this early? It's too early. It wasn't ready. It's you? clearly not ready. The media narrative is shockingly bad. And I, and you're right. That's that's a hard thing to turn around. Perce- they can turn it around, but perception is a whole other thing. Yeah. Why would you trust in that? Especially yeah. again, if if there's going to be no negative news about X Cloud, right? Oh, if it's in beta, 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 and then it's out, and I have you have access I, I, to all the games you already own, all the games you already own. I do a service think, where you pay ten dollars, or not even depending on. What I the, do think what this is, I do unlimited think games. The narrative will get better in twenty twenty. That's my prediction because yeah. I think that they will. Everything will get better, right? Uh, the 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 tech will get better. Um, the, the the games available, the library will improve. I think at some point, like the the essential kind of offering the value proposition. Will improve in that they will they will change they'll 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 get rid of the ten dollars a month or they'll move to a Netflix type model or they'll find some way to make the offering more attractive. They have to because the offering right now is not attractive. Yeah, uh, and I think all of those things will happen in twenty twenty, and I do think it will get a year from now. I can see myself getting Stadia and saying that this is a legit way to play my games, no but way. not today. No way. You're gonna because by then X Cloud will be available. Why? I'll have why a series, would you and I'll have it? a Series X, but I want that big fucking monolithic thing on my. <laughs> 
on my table. Your tower. I want a Cybertruck, Greg. I want a Series X monolith. You I want, want all of these ridiculous again. things. You want that flip phone, Motorola Razor, whatever they got. I wasn't. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't really. Do you, do you like the uh, monolithic tower thing? Or guess, would you Would you put it on its side? What would you do? I mean, I have an entertainment center, so you don't yeah. want to put it on the side and put yeah. it on there. That's why when IGN yesterday showed a photo of it side by side with the Xbox One X, like, oof, that's a big boy. Oh, is it? It's way bigger. Yeah, it's taller. So much taller than the Xbox X One X. Right, but even yeah. when you put it on its side, it's that's what I'm taller about. this yeah. way. Right. I, th- right. I mean, I think it looks sexier as a tower, but it's it just does. Question, I actually like, think because I've got an entertainment center, but like the top of it is, you can put like pictures and stuff on it. I yeah, think yeah. I'm going to put it on top. Come in, push all so, the family yeah, photos I want out of the way. To, I want it pulsating, <sighs> a big yeah, I want throbbing that, I want that tower of power. Oh yeah. 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 What do you think PlayStation Five is going to look like? It's not going to look like that V Dev Kit, is it? No, no. that's mad. No, 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 no. What do you think PlayStation Five is going to look like? Black box. Yeah. Just another black box. Yeah. I don't think they need. I don't think they. Yeah, I think they're they gonna. Nailed it. You know, yeah, they're doing well. Keep going with the sleek black boxes. That's the all days of consoles kind of having a design as such have kind of gone away. It is just a, a black slab now. That's isn't what people it? want, right? Nothing they wrong want, with they that. want them to go under their entertainment center and be yeah. left alone. Yeah. Um. Real quick too. Uh, Lord of Pwn points out that yeah, I was wrong. Mayhem Four is out. It came out with the Malawan takedown. All right. Which okay. Was a Six day patch. Okay. There's so many different patches coming out. It's hard for me to keep up. Um. Palette cleanser number three. Luigi Manson, Mansion 3 DLC has been... <laughs> Luigi's Manson. <laughs> Luigi Mansion 3 DLC has been announced, Gary. I'm excited. This is your game of the year, right? It, well, it's, it's, I mean, I, ha- I haven't played everything, yeah. but it's. I will say that it's my favorite game. that I've, I, Of all the games I've played this year, Luigi's Mansion 3 is my favorite. Uh, just when Luigi thought it was safe to get a night's rest, duty beckons as waves of new ghosts and minigames arrive as paid downloadable content for the Luigi Mansion 3 game on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, with two new expansions planned for 2020, there's never been a better time to gear up for more ghost hunting. The Luigi's Mansion 3 multiplayer p- pack includes both Part 1 and Part 2, which will now be a which will not be available for individual purchase and can be pre-purchased starting now for $10 in the Nintendo eShop on Nintendo Switch. Luigi's Mansion 3 Multiplayer Pack Part 1 will arrive by April 30th, 2020. The DLC includes three new minigames for the multiplayer screen park mode. It also introduces three new outfits to Luigi with matching floor themes and new themed ghosts in the cooperative. I saw a picture of him... Uh, dressed up like a, little, like a little knight in armor. He looks super cute. Very cute. Uh, and as a special bonus for those who purchase the DLC, uh, players will receive an in-game Polterpup light called the Flashlight Type P. Players can use this during story mode or scare scraper. Nice. Luigi's Mansion 3 multiplayer pack part 2 will launch by July 31st, 2020 with additional content and features for both screen park and scare scraper modes. Uh, there will be three more new mini games for screen park mode as well as three new scare scraper outfits with matching floor themes and themed ghosts. You know, actually, the one thing that we haven't... And we love Luigi's Mansion 3 in my house. We played it. We played through it together in co-op mode. My kid loves it as well. Um, we haven't actually done the, any of the multiplayer stuff. We should check that out. I feel like there's, there's more there. That that's I, for me where I'm, I look at this thing and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I don't want to play multiplayer. Like, that's not my thing. Did you play the story mode all the way through? Uh, I'm like two uh, floors away still. Okay. Because like, I, I had it. It was my playing game and then Pokemon came and we went to... Uh, I went, you know, I, everyone's having the, the game of the year conversation right now and a lot, you know, a lot of great games, you know, Sekiro and Control. These are all yeah. great games and rightly being celebrated. I, I feel like Luigi's Mansion got overlooked. I don't know why. I, I think, think Luigi, Luigi constantly just get like, as just as a as a character as an idea he constantly fucking gets the short straw poor luigi but it's, i mean but it's like, a great, i love it's a luigi's great mansion game. it is a great game it's not the best game of the year it's not it's, it's too a, easy no, but it's, 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 it's just fun it, maybe but like that's but that's okay What's, of course, but not, I mean, that's why it gets relegated game, to family. Not every game. game has to be a fucking Sekiro ball buster. I mean, I'm not a fucking guy who wants a ball buster. I'm just saying that the, the pr- reason I haven't finished Luigi's Mansion is that I just feel it's really simple. And it's like, cool, this but, is a fun... I, I, again, that, that appeals 
to me and it appeals to kids and that appeals to a whole I'm not and I'm not taking of, away from that. I'm not yeah. saying it's not a good game. I'm not saying it do, I'm not I don't enjoy playing it. Right. It's just that I don't feel like when I play a, a game that I'm all the way invested in, I'm being pulled through, and I have that yep. itch to get back to. I don't have that itch with, with Luigi. Interesting. Where it's like, okay, cool, I got it. By like four, three or four, I had it, right? And I'm like, this is adorable, and it's like playing a, a Pixar film and all these different things. Like, I'm enjoying that, but like, I'm not. I, this is Tim's big complaint with it, which I agree with. Is like you're collecting all these coins and all these money, all this money, right? Yeah. But you're not spending it on upgrades to your pack, to Luigi, to the Polter pup. To I mean, you do. I mean, you do buy things. Yeah, but you buy like again, like oh, if you die, this thing will revive you. Right. And it's like I never die in this game, with the exception of the one time where you had to fucking do that boss battle where there were the spikes all around the water and you were you were both in there on the inner tube. Yeah. Fucking hated that fight. That was until hard. Imran was like, you should do it co-op. two player. And we're yeah. Like, oh, co-op fuck, makes man, co-op yeah. makes all the boss battles easier. Yeah. For me, again, and I. And I you know, I, I play everything on baby ass baby mode, as you yeah. know. But like for me, the game felt like the porridge was just right in terms of the difficulty. Like the boss battles were challenging, but like you, you know, you only had to do them like two or three, three, three or four times maybe. Then you've got them. Yeah. Uh, the each individual puzzle was like just tricky enough to gonna make, make you gonna go. Hmm. But then you get it. And you go ah, like yeah. ha ha ha. And like every, I love the fact that every new level had like oh, what's this theme? Oh, this yeah. is like the nightclub level. This totally. is cool. Like it's just constantly like delighting me. I agree and, with that. And it's a delight. The game yeah, is a delight. It's a delight. That's how I would describe it. And I and I wish there were more games like that. And thank God for Nintendo because at the end. Really, the only ones out there doing it, um, and I, I, I do feel that it was that the game overall was good enough that it should have been more talked about in the, at least in the conversation. He's like in the nominee conversation, okay. But because Louis, because Luigi is not cool enough. See, you're making up your own narrative for why this game. That's didn't what get it in. is. That's what it is. The fucking hipster. You want to know the biggest fucking the, insult the, here? The is that lamestream two. game news media? You, we are getting got, the fix was two in for Luigi for pieces the very start. of DLC for Luigi's Mansion. We got zero for Mario Mario Odyssey. Did you know that Luigi's Mansion Three? I think it was in the UK. Outsold uh, Super Smash Brothers. For its first week? Where the, the let me tell you something. The Luigi fans. You're wrong. Get on that. We are the fucking silent majority. Out there, and no one and no one gives a shit about us. But we are out there. We love Luigi. Remember I as a the, hipster game when reviewer, Nintendo did the year of Luigi, and everybody made fun of it. Yeah, it was Fuck a weird that. thing to say, and it wasn't that great of a year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird thing to say, and then not have Luigi's Mansion, and not have like. But a, they had some Luigi stuff. Oh, wait, did they? That was, was, that, was that the even when Nintendo did year of Luigi, they didn't really lean into it. Like there should have been a Luigi's Mansion. What about a wait, new, hold Lu- on, I might be wrong, about a new Luigi, Luigi's Mansion DS? What about a Luigi, a new Luigi franchise? Sure, yeah. Luigi Golf. Luigi's Theme Park. Exactly. Luigi, give us some more Luigi. I agree then. We're, under, we're the most underserved fan base in video games. A great game, a fun game. You got your game. I enjoyed the game. It's just not Game of the Year, Gary. That's I didn't talking. say it was. I said it should be, It should have been nominated at least. It should have been on the short, should have been on more people's short lists. Boris and Zero Zero points out we got zero DLC for the new Mario Party game as well. So there's a lot of embarrassing things happening here. That's pretty embarrassing. It's, in, it's embarrassing. That's Kevin. the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Nintendo will put out this fucking garbage shovelware for Mario while ignoring Luigi, who is Mario's brother. He is equal in stature to, to Mario, no, and yet not. is not. No, he's not. He's don't, not. Don't lie to yourself. He is not equal in stature. He's literally superior in stature. I mean, that's your opinion, all right? He's I taller think, than Mario, and he can jump higher. Mario's he's a su- he's short, superior. Stocky, he is superior to Mario by every metric. Is superior to Mario ball. is a fat, Lovely. stupid little dumpling, and Luigi is the fucking ubermensch 
of the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't like he's that. Tall. I don't like that he one ju- He's tall. He can jump higher. This is, I mean, I'm not making this up. This isn't my opinion. That's f- just fucking fact. Kevin. Yeah, see, we were Just because you don't want to hear it doesn't make it not true. You're you can Luigi. sit there all you want going la, 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 la. <laughs> Lu- Luigi is better than Mario. That's an opinion that's wrong. Year of Luigi was uh, an event held between 2013 and continued into 2014, uh, and, uh, doing his anniversary, of blah, blah, blah. And it did include Luigi Mansion Dark. Oh, okay. Dark so but it was on 3DS, so who the fuck cared? Because right, nobody's right, playing right. that, and Wii U is a dead platform. Right. Meanwhile, uh, Venture Beat article here from Jeff Grubb, Luigi Man- Luigi's Mansion 3 sales topped the UK chart. Luigi's Mansion 3 sales surpassed all other Nintendo games in the UK for 2019 during their launch week, according to industry tracking groups GFK and UKIE. That's because we Brits have superior taste in video games. Yes, Luigi outsold both The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, and Super Mario Maker 2 uh, for, the, for the launch week. How about that? There you go. So At see, least in the UK, Luigi is properly appreciated. No, everybody, we appreciate him. It's just not, he's, the game wasn't like game of the year. I didn't say it was. I'm saying it got yeah, But complete. you want it to be I'm nominated. It should at least be nominated. Why am I wasting a nomination even... on a game that isn't game of the year? Well, then then why have nominees at all then? Because there was four other games that should have had that nomination slot. Number four on the Roper report. Uh, Pokemon Go gets Buddy Adventure. Death, uh, wait, Death, Death Stranding should have been on that list. Yeah. Yeah, you think so? Sure. Yeah. And, and you didn't like it? I liked it. I liked that strand. You liked it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you didn't like no, it. No, no, that's Tim. Tim didn't like it. I didn't like it. But you got no taste. We already covered that. You know what I mean? You think Luigi's Mansion is game of the year? No, you're right. I should definitely I should definitely be more of the let, let's try not to fucking fall over genre. Oh, I'm fucking vacuuming up the curtains. <laughs> what if you didn't throw on Game Boy? I like Luigi's I can't, Mansion I can't, a lot. I can't, this is a joke. I can't even fucking stand up straight. And now there's a soul-sucking ghost trying to get me? What the fuck? Pokemon Go gets Buddy Adventure. Yesterday, this came up in new dates, but I actually thought it was worth giving a paragraph to. Uh, Buddy Adventure is an elevated bonding experience for trainers and their buddies. You'll get to know your buddy Pokemon's mood as you increase your buddy level by playing with your buddy, feeding your buddy treats, and battling and exploring with your buddy. In addition, swapping buddy Pokemon no longer resets progress towards earning candy. Like any great Pokemon trainer, you'll find that the world around you will become richer with Pokemon by your side as they grow with you and help you along your journey. The Buddy Adventure feature set will roll out to trainers around the world by 2020. Are you still playing uh, Pokemon Go? I turned it back on today when I saw this. I was like, oh, did you watch the trailer for this? No. Almost made me cry. And I'm not even like, I don't even have a childhood attachment to Pokemon. This is a really well done trailer for like an ad for this thing. And it's a big deal, obviously, if you're a Pokemon Go player that you can now swap, or you will be able to swap them out and not lose progress. So enjoy yourself there. Then, number five, five, Gary. God, that's a long article. Number five. Five. I don't know what... I, you know, I keep saying, I've said this multiple times in this show, and I understand you don't watch it. In the ones you're not on. Is that we should have just taken December I don't know, off. I watched some of it yesterday. Okay, the shows I'm not on. Yeah, I watched those ones. Yeah, of course. I'm saying we should have just taken December off. Right. Why? And I mean, the industry. The industry should stop working in December. These two weeks are worthless. What are we doing? You know what I mean? And then I've said that enough that my body has just taken it to heart. And so, like, I'm checked out. Oh, I've, I'm, I've been, I, I've I'm been fumbling out. words left and right. I've I'm been checked out for the last numbers. couple of weeks. I'm doing the bare minimum. That's what I'm saying. Stop December. Why do we have December? Number five. The Wolf Among Us 2 is starting from scratch. This is Matthew Olson over at US Gamer. Uh, Jamie Otley, CEO of LCG Entertainment slash Telltale, confirms that development on The Wolf Among Us 2 is starting anew rather than building on what Telltale had prior to the game's cancelization. 
LCG, a holding company headed by Otley, uh, and Chief Revenue Officer Brian Waddle completed his purchase of the Telltale brand and select licenses in late August. Taking lead on the Wolf Among Us 2's uh, creation is Ad Hoc Studio, a developer founded earlier this year by former Telltale employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Ad Hoc includes key members of the team behind the first season of The Wolf Among Us, all four founding members left Telltale over a year before the studio's closure in 2018. Quote, we have completely restarted the development of the game, Otley tells US Gamer. Quote, we felt it best to give the new creative team a clean slate to start with. Otley says LCG Entertainment slash Telltale is looking to bring on more former Telltale Games employees in the future, but at present, it's unclear whether any developers who were closely involved with The Wolf Among Us 2 at the time of its cancelization will work on the sequel again. In February 2019, four former Telltale Games employees founded Ad Hoc Studio. Uh, Pierre Chorette, Nick Herman, and Dennis Lenart all worked on the first season of The Wolf Among Us as the game's lead writer and its two directors, respectively. Uh, All three are reprising their development roles for The Wolf Among Us 2. Ad Hoc's CEO, Michael Chong, uh, left Telltale in 2016, while Chorette, Herman, and Lenart all departed in February 2017, prior to The Wolf Among Us 2's initial announcement, to join Ubisoft for work on an unannounced project. When the four founded Ad Hoc in February, no mention was made of pursuing former Telltale projects or licenses. USG reached out to Ad Hoc to ask if the company includes or is looking to recruit more former Telltale employees, but did not receive a response response prior to publication. In addition to the ex-Telltale crew at Ad Hoc, the voice actors of Bigby Wolf and Snow White are returning alongside series composer Jared Emerson Johnson for The Wolf Among Us 2. One major departure Ad Hoc is making in its relaunch of The Wolf Among Us 2's development is on the technology front. Uh, Though the Telltale Tool Engine tech still belongs to Telltale under LCG Entertainment, the proprietary engine was reportedly quite difficult to work with, and Telltale was planning to transition to Unity for the cancelled Stranger Things games. Or game. Instead of Telltale Tool, Ad Hoc will use Unreal Engine for The Wolf Among Us 2. The sequel is coming to consoles and PC, initially as an Epic Game Store exclusive. The first Wolf Among Us is currently free on the Epic Game Store until December 19th, 2019. Oh, Again, nice. that's Matt Olson over at US Gamer. I read a lot of his article and there's a lot more there. Please go give them a click. Gary? How do you feel about this? You've worked with you worked with the Telltale of yeah, old. Yeah, Nick and Dennis and and Aaron and Adam. These are all people that I worked with back in the uh, Walking Dead days. Very mm-hmm. talented mm-hmm. individuals, indeed. What was your what was your reaction at Game Awards when they announced Wolf Among Us two? Or did you even have one? Um, I know, you know Wolf Among Us. Uh, while I understand and appreciate that it's it was a fine game that had many fans, it wasn't my cup of tea, so I never, I never never bothered it. with it. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that those fans are getting. Uh, a new sequel. You know, yeah. it's a, I know it's a very well-liked game, and I yeah, think oh, yeah, Wolf yeah. Among Us fans are like, thrilled to hear about this. Um, doesn't bother me that they're starting over. I think the clean slate is the right approach. I think you know the, what what is good news is the fact that they've got the key, like the principal players, like Nick and Dennis and Pierre, and these and the voice actors are all like the guys that made the first game good are coming back, and that's sure. what makes this important. Also, the fact that they are finally transitioning. To, to new, new modern technology. Yeah, the way it was, was expl- I'm not an expert, but the way it was explained to me was that one of the big problems at Telltale in the later years, they had, they had this really, often, oftentimes why the games kind of looked and felt a bit janky. Rickety, yeah. Yeah, a bit rickety, that's a great word for it, um, is um, that they were stuck using this archaic 
proprietary technology, the Telltale technology, yeah. that didn't, as they became more ambitious when doing big, more and bigger and more ambitious games, the technology was, it just became like a fucking hassle to work I, with. I had it described to me once, and I forget which game we were talking about, but it was the idea that there was no physics engine for the Telltale engine. Right, right. So like to make a ball roll and fall down meant right. shifting the entire world around right. the ball rather than moving the ball. So to switch to Unity, which, you know, everybody works with, it's one of the, it's one of the main standards uh, where there's a huge knowledge base, huge amount of resources available. Yeah. I think I think everyone is probably will be very relieved to be working with like a universally liked and and successful tool rather than the the shitty proprietary tools totally. they had back in the day. Yeah, so, I, so it's all good. Basically. I was so so surprised at Game Awards when it popped when they put the trailer up there. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's uh, I mean, that's huge because obviously that was a game I remember people thinking the original Telltale would never make a sequel to Wolf Among Us 2, right. let alone after everything that happened at Telltale and the closure of Telltale and the buying of Telltale's assets. There was no clear if that would be one of the ones they brought back. Yeah. However, during Game Awards, I was on Twitter a lot. I was interested to see you know, a, a, d- people from the old Telltale that have moved on and people that were mo- from that group that were working on Wolf Among Us 2, yeah. their reactions to this announcement and how emotional it was and gut-wrenching it was right and it, you know most of them came back that i saw and were like after a few hours a day or whatever like i've had time to process i get it blah blah, blah. but it was something to work on something that closely and have this thing you were super interested in or uh, in love with that you were positive about right and have it be taken away from you in the way it was and then to hear it's back but you didn't know it was going to be back i mean the bigger the bigger question that we talked about when this first happened is whether or not these money guys that we don't know anything about are going to end up being the right and responsible stewards for Telltale as a whole. So far, it seems like they're making the right moves, bringing back a franchise that people really liked, one of the more popular Telltale franchises. Maybe the most popular one after Walking Dead, right? I mean, hard to say, right? I mean, Batman was in there. Okay, but I think think people like Wolf Among Us more. So what do you... I think it was more more well-liked. Okay. Um, and they brought and they brought back Nick and Dennis and and Adam and Pierre and Aaron and all these people that made the first game good. Yeah, I feel like they are right now. They're making all the right moves, but the it's, most too early, it's way too early to say. The most important thing I think, based on what the Game Wars reaction is, them that I think again to your point that they're making the right moves that they got out in front of this of like we're restarting. Yeah, this isn't we we're not. And, taking, I, and I think that's probably the right move as well. Like, we're start not taking fresh. a half. We're not taking a an, an idea somebody had already worked on and giving it to new creators. We're saying you new creators, what do you want to make with this? What do you want to do with this? Right. We'll have to wait and see. Like you said, even though the new Telltale is about to pop up in out today, and we'll decide if that's a good move. Uh, before we go though, uh, Borzin Double Zero says Gary, they're switching to Unreal Four, not Unity. Says so you just, said Unity on here. Did we? Because then it, it's then he's wrong. Then we're he's wrong. Mm. Oh, Toto was planning to transition to Unity, but they will use Unreal Engine. Well, look, I mean, look, Unity and Unreal Engine are the two big ones. Yeah. So everything. So just swap same, out the same. Just point swap works. out fucking Unreal just Engine. Sure we're really straight. mature engine that every developer uses. Huge knowledge base, huge resources, much easier to work with than the crappy proprietary tool. I think. I think all the developers are very relieved to be working with Unreal rather than the an the engine that's had. supported outside of your studio. Yeah. With the yeah. ex- with rare exception, having your own engine uh, is a huge pain. It's the like the poor ass. EA developers that got saddled with fucking frostbite for right. all those games right. and then respawn because they're respawn that they can actually move the needle over yeah. there. Insisted, no, we really want to. We want to use Unreal. And look, hey, guess what? They made the first decent Star Wars game. Gary, I'm excited to see what is up the sleeve of these new Telltale folks, but. The proof in the pudding is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. 
Yeah. This list is brought to you by our sponsors. I'll start with Third Love. Third Love does bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day. With the right kind of support, they help her do this. Their bras are designed to fit you, not the other way around. Designed with measurements from millions of women, their bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but they know that the only one that matters is yours. They make bras everybody believes in. Every bra is backed by their perfect fit promise. 60 days to wash it and wear it, and if you don't love it, returns are always free, and they donate the bra to a woman in need. Every bra is made uh, with uh, Third Love's comfort and memory foam cups, no slip straps, and smooth, scratch-free band with a printed label. Uh, all the kind of honeys are using their Third Love bras, and they love it. We think you will love it, too. Uh, Third Love, of course, taking care of everybody. They have fit stylists who can talk you through everything. It's a perfect fit. Promise. Every customer has six days to wash it, wear it, and put it to the test. They don't love it. Return it. No big deal. And Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras so far. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off with your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Next is Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. You all know it. When I moved here, uh, I had to take out a loan, and my interest rate stunk because they didn't do what uh, Upstart does. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes, and the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. In hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. And the final sponsor of the day, Logitech. Uh, they have a new headset. It's the Pro X headset from Logitech G. Uh, I have it in the back. I oh, I have one of those. I love it. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they sent it to me long before this advertising campaign. And I loved. I, I put it on and I use it and it plugs right into my controller and I'm able to talk to people while I play Borderlands and it's comfortable and that's great. But what's more important for me, Gary, is I do a lot of podcasts and a lot of skyping. Right? Oh, and you I, use it for that too? I well, I always screw it up, right? Because I put it in my my Surface Book here, old microphones. I put them in and then it would. I'd think it was reading fine. Then it wouldn't be reading fine. It wouldn't see it. It wouldn't work. This one comes with a USB dongle that I always have plugged in, and then I just pop it in. And then every time I do, it flips on over. Is that that you've got the dongle plugged in right there? No, that's a mouse dongle. Oh, okay. It's a different dongle. It's over on my thing. Okay, already. but it's over there. It's great. It's easy. It uses a blue microphone, and that's you know, you, it sounds really good. Yeah. If that isn't good enough, here's what Tim would describe it as because he understands stats. Version 2.0 takes seven point one channel surround sound even further uh, than ever with bass rendering, audio clarity, and proximity cues. And most importantly, a new level of distance awareness dif differentiates between near field and far field audio so you can pinpoint your enemy's location more quickly and accurately than ever. Uh, they have different profiles too, which I was talking about too. Uh, the blue voice microphone technology gives you a choice of real-time voice filters to reduce noid noise, add compression, and de-essing. Don't know what that is. And ensure your voice sounds richer, cleaner, and more professional. 
Pro X joins a complete setup of Logitech G gear developed in close collaboration with top esports pros. With Logitech G's most advanced tech and focused design, nothing gets in the way of winning. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off any of their products at Logitech. I'm sorry, LogitechG.com. Uh, use the code KFGames for your 10% off today. That's 10% off of all Logitech G products if you purchase from logitechg.com with the code KFGames. Games, games, games. That's a good deal. You know, I'm I'm you know, I'm not paid to uh, be a part of your advertising stuff. I usually just keep my mouth shut, but like Logitech is I have a bunch of Logitech stuff. It's good shit. Yeah. They make they make like really solidly built. It works well. Like it's good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cheap shit out there in the games That's accessory true. space, but Logitech stuff's always really good. Out today. Now this is the one that came out yesterday, and it's but I saw they didn't put it on the list, and then it's also an out tomorrow, out later too. So it's a new date and everything, and it also t- what? ties in what? to the last story. Oh, oh the yeah, t- it's the Telltale the Batman. Telltale Batman Shadows Edition, which includes the Batman the Telltale series base game and new noir style DLC, is available for players to purchase on Xbox One and Steam, PlayStation Four on December twentieth, and Epic Game Store and Nintendo Switch in the near future for twenty nine ninety nine. Players who already own the base game can add Shadows Mode as a standalone DLC from $4.99. Shadows Mode DLC. Is it like black and white or something? Yeah. Okay. I was looking through the trailer on it. It's black and white with notable things of like, you know, blood or fire or whatever. Some Picked the, out in red or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah the, it old, the Frank really, Miller style. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really, really cool. I'm Why hoping not? that if you, the Shadows Edition comes with a new trophy list, because I'd gladly platinum Batman, Batman again. Great games. I never played the Batman Telltale game. Really? Well, so my kid, my kid likes Batman. Yeah. She likes superheroes. And she said, oh, let's check it out. She's seven years old. Mm-hmm. I turned it on. Literally, the very first thing that happens in the five, first five seconds of the game is a security guard gets shot point black in the head. Yeah. And my kid mm-hmm. ran screaming from the room. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I, look at the look, ratings. I get that grown-ups, do we like Batman? Yeah. But like, I don't, it's something happened where like, you can't take your kids to see a Batman or a Superman movie anymore because they're all like, ugh, so gritty. Like, what happened to just, like, I, I guess they make the animated stuff, but like, I don't know what happened, but like, these characters were originally created for children. Yeah. And we all grew up, and, but we, and we all grew up, but we still be, we still stayed as children. Sure. But now the gro- the children growing up after us can't enjoy this shit because we're making it for grown ups now. Yeah, that's why they got Pokemon. That never changed. There you go. That's true. That's you're never going to see Star like a Pokemon get shot changes. in the head. No, you, know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> uh, also, I today, Super. Koro Tama on PC and Mac. Sweater, okay, the Dilogy on PC. Tip of the Spear, the Task Force Elite on PC. Fight of Animals on PC. And then EverQuest has officially launched the Torments of Velios expansion, bringing players new zones, access to Fucking heroes EverQuest for... still going. That's the one I want to pull. Kevin, can we pull that, please? Because it's so fascinating and amazing to Torment me that EverQuest is still going. Access to the Heroes Forge key ring feature, a new level cap increase from level 110 to 115, and much more content to EverQuest has been around game's 26th expansion. How, get, EverQuest has been around how long now? When did, when did EverQuest launch the, the original EverQuest. Doesn't know dates. Yeah, I don't know. Why? And not not only do I not know dates for the things I care about, and you think I fucking know anything? I want to say EverQuest? like ninety. Okay, Kevin's pulling Initial the expansion. Initial release date was March night the sixteenth. This right? Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Gary. I mean, these are all like hour long well, videos. Is there no? Is there no trailer? Well, of course not. If you're fucking playing EverQuest, you're gonna buy the goddamn Should thing. Add trailer to the to the to the search and see what happens. Um, yeah, no, there you go, scars of no, oh, that's scars of Velios. Just, I mean, let's just pull it and let's look at it for a few seconds. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that's EverQuest. There's EverQuest. It has not changed. Go Cubs. Fuck, it still looks. It still though. looks basically the same, doesn't it? Yeah. Look at that. 
How long has it been around? When did you say it came 1999, out? 1999, according 1999. to Wikipedia. So, it, so it's 20 years old. Oh, hey, go back, go back a second. Will you to the search results there? Oh, God, Kevin. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I, was, I, was, I wasn't making fun of you. I was just... Uh, 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 these are uh, all streams. Uh, forget it. Yeah. So EverQuest is 20 years old. And has had twenty six expansions, oh, yeah. and we don't we don't talk about ever like again. No. This is the sort of thing that just happens kind of like under the radar. But EverQuest is still going strong, isn't it? Don't, let's just take a moment to appreciate that. that's actually kind of amazing. Hell yeah! Moment of silence for EverQuest, which is still going and amazing. All right, that's good. All right, uh, BJ Bernardo writes in a question. That was a run together. Who wrote, phrase. Who was that? Who what? BJ Bernardo writes in with a question. To patreon.com slash kind of funny games, Gary. And I think it kind of piggybacks off of what we're talking about with Stadia. You ready? Go on. Hi, y'all. With everything on Xbox being backwards compatible, when Xbox Series X comes out, and with Game Pass being available, I assume this might be the most games available on a launch day of a console. Does this mean Xbox won't be too concerned about having a bunch of new games ready at launch? How big of an advantage does this give Xbox having all these games ready at launch? I think it'd be a huge misstep. If Xbox One Series X launches and they're like, hey, two new games and everything else that's ever happened before. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, there's a lot I like about the Xbox, the Microsoft model right now. I think Series X is going to be great. And I'm, ho- and I'm hoping that they're going to have a big hit with it because I, I like a lot of what they're doing with it. As, I, as I, I say all the time, I said it again the other day, I'll say it again now. Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in the business. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's the number one reason why, I, if I were to recommend an Xbox over a PlayStation, it would be, it would be because of Game Pass. Because I don't think PlayStation has anything as good as that. Um, the fact that it's back, the, the new one is going to be backward compatible two generations, right? It was still, still, the Series X, you can play 360 games on it. I believe that's what they said. Put the disc in? I don't know about, yeah, I think so. But also you'd be able to get them like, you know, online oh yeah i mean you'll be able to game pass it up and all that stuff yeah, right yeah, right yeah, so yeah. you'll be able to, so you'll be able to play three generations uh, that's the most backward compatible that a console i believe i'm right in saying has ever been i think that's really cool uh as a, as a as a console ever been backwards compatible two generations before i don't think so yeah ps2 was ps1 ps3 was go ps1 back. <laughs> wait ps3 you could go back to ps1 yeah but you can do ps2 Oh, what? Right? Am I wrong about that? Am I, am I, that, that sounds mental. Am I, am I fritzing on that one? I mean, you're the PlayStation guru. I know. That's Greg. why I'm saying I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Anyway, kind of the point show. is the backwards compatibility situation on Series X is great. The Game Pass situation is great. However, I agree with you. That is no fucking excuse to not have a, a, a rich lineup of like games that are really oh. new games that are really going to be bangers and, and specifically showcase the technology of you know, because the technology on in the Series X is baller, right? What so getting, you, you don't getting, want games that are going to show that off. I was getting confused about the silver lining, thinking the silver lining on it. Does this make any sense to you? Silver Long story lining? short, only some could do PS2 games. All could do PS1 games. Only some could do PS2. Oh yeah, because I remember I had the, the shiny jumbo PS3, right, and then that, that, that went away. Okay, yeah, that was confusing. So I think I'm right in saying this is the most backward compatible a, a console's ever been. Uh, the Game Pass is great, but that is no excuse. Like I mean, we just talked about Stadia. The, one of the biggest strikes against Stadia is the launch lineup is just a bunch of old shit. And you, ca- you can't launch Series X with a bunch of old shit. It's nice to have the bunch of old shit as a second, you know, uh, selling point. But the main, one of the main selling points, one of the primary selling is going to be here are the amazing new games that we're going to bring you. And I don't know what Xbox what Microsoft has in mind. Hopefully they, they, they're going to be, you know, there's not going to be a new Halo. Do you think Halo Infinite will end up being a Series X launch title? Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's good. 
That's their number one franchise. 100%. Right? I hope that game's awesome. We know it, we, it, won't, it won't be Gears because they just did one. Yeah. Uh, it probably, I mean, they have all these studios they, 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 can, they can remaster it. Yeah. Right? Uh, but Series they won't. X remaster. I mean, that's, that's it won't you, be need, you need new stuff. You need Forza, exclusives. Cause they just Ubisoft did it. will be there supporting it day one, like with the Watch Dogs and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, but I don't care about that. That's You can get that on PlayStation as well. The sure. argument's going to be this oh, is shit you can only get on my platform. Nah, I gotcha, I First it. party exclusives. They've got to be strong. The Game Pass and the backwards compatibility is no substitute, no excuse for not having strong launch games and of course the irony is having said that most consoles playstation and xbox typically don't have brilliant launch lineups it's always a bit of a mixed bag we'll see we'll see you know i, Play, I remember like playstation like fucking resistance that was crap um i mean it wasn't crap, was crap. but it, it wasn't like oh my god system but i mean seller. that's the whole thing is like uh, that's the problem with launch games is launch games are come out and they're usually knack. underbaked what was that knack yeah. come on they and launched they, a system off the back of that they're underbaked and they come out to show what they can do with the new bells and whistles and oftentimes nobody gives a shit about the bells and whistles we, like knack was hey look at all the fucking pixel voxels we can have on the screen look at them all come back together xbox Infamous one when it was launched. in the launch lineup and it was like hey look you can use the fucking touchpad to, and shake up your thing to do spray can nobody wanted to do this shit no nobody it wanted to do it regular and Xbox games. One was really stymied at, at the original 1.0 launch by the fact that, you know, it was saddled with this boondoggle of Kinect that nobody wanted. Um, but, like, what did Xbox One launch with? Like, fucking, like, a bunch of B-plus titles. You need A-plus titles at launch. Agreed. Gary, it's time yes. to squat up. This is where somebody writes into patreon.com slash games, Give me their name, username, platform of choice, and why they need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, BJ Bumgardner needs help on PlayStation 4. BJ's PSN is BJ Bumgardner. Uh, B-J-B-U-M-G-A-R-N-E-R. BJ writes in and says... I'm loving Borderlands 3 and how much support Gearbox is giving it. Unfortunately, most of my crew has fallen off, so I need some new best friends to help me with the new DLC, the Malawan Takedown, and hopefully finish off those last few circles of slaughter for that platinum trophy. Uh, I hope to squeeze in some playtime this week, but surely we'll have more time to play after Christmas. Merry Christmas, BJ. Do you have a, a Borderlands plat? I do have my Borderlands. You do. Yeah. Good for you. I'm very excited for the D uh, DLC to drop tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play Borderlands with BJ, hit him up. Uh, BJ uh, BJ Bumgarner, like I said, a lot of BJ's on the show today. I think it's just, I think it's just two. I, I know, BJ. but that's two more than usual. Well, I mean, well, no, you're no, you're right. These are two different ones: BJ yeah. Bernardo and BJ Bumgarner. They are go. both different. Man, I'm telling you, I'm just so checked out. Cool, Greg. You know what I mean? Can we just end this week already? How is it only? If fucking you want quality Wednesday? BJ content, check out Widow Wednesday on KFGD. And that's what you do. Don't forget about Screen Cats tomorrow. Uh, time to go to your yeah, wrong. Cats tomorrow. Don't forget about kind of that. funny.com slash you're wrong with everything we screw up as we screwed up on the show. We screwed up a lot today. Uh, nanobiologist writes in with a correction, but it's actually, it, I'll, let me explain. The Series X is only one centimeter longer than the Xbox One X when laid on its side. That's not what I'm talking but about. I'm talking about tall. It's, tall. Yeah. Look at the, go look at, I think, Destin. Or it's, like, it's, like two, it's like two Xbox Ones on, on top, top of, of one each another. Yeah. Uh, Game Jumper X says Greg Mario Odyssey did get DLC. It was free and added Luigi's Balloon World. You know what I fucking mean? I, I wanted real Mario Odyssey. DLC. Um, RHD16 says there is actually a banned episode of Pokemon that has a man putting a gun to Ash Ketchum's head. Wow. Uh, Boars and Double Zero says we missed it out today. Cadence of Hyrule DLC is out. Oh. Um, Arcwing says Xbox Series X will be backwards compatible with the current games backwards compatible on Xbox. So technically, it will be able to play original Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox wow, One. All games. the way back to the beginning? So that's four generations that's right sick. there for you. I love that. Uh, RHD says uh, Infamous Second Son was not in the launch lineup. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't misspeak. I said it was launch window, and I understand. What, I understood what I was saying. I understand what I was saying. 
We'll go. I listen back. Maybe I did fuck it up again. I'm tired and exhausted. Let me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot, and maybe you're wrong. Can give us an instant reaction to this. And here's my question: When was the last time that? And I'm not I'm, like, put Nintendo aside. Uh-huh. When was the last time that the Xbox or PlayStation at launch launched with on day one an absolute banger of a game? Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah. Well, I mean, DC Universe Online launched with PlayStation 4, so there you go. Right. I'll, I'll ask you again. When was the last time that Xbox <laughs> or PlayStation launched with an absolute banger of a game? And so you mean a game you had to get, you had to get, and yeah. you had to play? Right. So I'll give you an obvious one, but I'm, I'm hoping we'd have to get the original Xbox. Xbox or PlayStation. The original Xbox launched with Halo. That was a banger, and that was a system seller. Yeah. It has, since then, has PlayStation or Xbox launched? So in the last 20 years, because Xbox came out in, what, 2001? 2000, 2001? Hold on, no, no. Well, Xbox, the original Xbox. The original Xbox. Xbox. Fuck, and now you're burning me because I'm in college and I don't remember. Because I remember Parker had one and he moved Did the original PlayStation launch with a banger? I don't think it did. The problem is you're starting to seep into, I was a poor kid back then, so I wasn't buying these things at launch, so I didn't have anything to fucking go for. What what about PlayStation? PlayStation 2 is where it starts. Did it start with it for me buying a system Okay, so what were the the launch titles for PlayStation 2? Uh, You had fucking Madden, you had Smuggler's Run, um, you had Silent Scope, right? Sniper Scope, Silent Scope. Yeah, so Uh, we're not, not, yeah, this this is a banger-free zone so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, they had an SSX, SSX, that was really good. Xbox 360 launched with a lot of junk. Perfect Dark Zero. Xbox 360. You know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. A, a, a Project Project Gotham Racing was good, as I recall. I think that Gear, was like the Kebab's big... Kebab's saying actually, Gears was on 360 at launch. There, Gears you know. was on 360 at launch? That's what he said. I would, I would, okay, I would include that. I would say that. Yeah, TNB saying Resistance Fall Man for PS3, PS, no, PS, that, no. PS3 launch lineup was notoriously poor. Yeah. Resi- yeah, resistance. Like, resistance is my is exactly what I was talking about. B plus. Ignacio not Rojas a plus. has a, call, a good call. You're going to laugh out of the room, but uh, listen to him. All right. PlayStation Vita had Uncharted and Luminous. Not the best Uncharted by any stretch of the imagination, but a good Uncharted. Luminous, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I have no time for that. Borzen says PS2 had Time Splitters. But again, like... like <laughs> time Splitters. But it, yeah, it's like... Maybe, I, I hear you saying, where, where was a fucking maybe, Super Mario? Maybe you know what, what I mean? this proves is that you don't need bangers at launch because all these consoles have gone on to be super successful Boards but they didn't, but they didn't have necessarily have the games at day one Quake 4 was what's that somebody says Boards and Zero says Gears wasn't a launch title on 360 it wasn't okay. people just fucking talk sometimes and you're wrong when you ask them to talk and you're wrong and you don't know the I think the you're wrong people are often more wrong than we are I'm just saying they're all, everybody needs to stop you should call it I'm December wrong December needs to stop how is it only Wednesday doesn't it? F- I woke up this morning. I'm like, God, is it? It's got. It feels like it's, it's not even Friday. Look at it's it this way. Wrong. One week from today, it's Christmas. We're seven days out. We're almost done, guys. We're almost to the finish. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see us continue to limp over the finish line, uh, tomorrow it'll be me and Victor Lucas. He'll bring some energy. Sure, you don't want to sneak in on Christmas Day and do a little stream for I all the boys and girls. I can't turn this stuff on, and Kevin doesn't want to. Uh, tomorrow as well, the game. But Kevin doesn't like Christmas. Patreon.com. He doesn't care about Christmas. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Tim, Greg, Fran, and Imran, and then Friday, the final show of 2019. It's me. It's Fran, and it's at 11 a.m. Just let it be known. I'm the only one here saying. I think we should do even if it's just an hour we should come in and do a special Christmas day stream for all the boys and girls no one else wants to do it I'm the lone voice of festive cheer I don't even want to do this show today (laughs) ladies and gentlemen until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you